journaling has become this cathartic practice for me that allows me to go deeper into myself. It allows me to find parts of myself that maybe I have known that are there for a while that I want to unpack, but also discover new parts of myself along the way. Welcome to She Empowers the Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Kayla Lucas. I'm a mom of two, a family-focused chiropractor, a trailblazing entrepreneur, and a holistic mindset queen. I am on a mission to empower women to lead themselves and their families to greater health and wellness in their personal lives and businesses. Each week, I'm sharing inspiring content that will give you the tools to navigate your own wellness journey, grow your businesses, expand your mind, and take care of the ones you love. This is your space to feel supported, inspired, and empowered. Let's get into it. Hello, beautiful. Welcome back to another episode of She Empowers, the podcast. I literally say that every time because I'm so excited every time I get to record another episode and it's been a minute since I've recorded an episode. So thank you for hitting play today and joining me for another conversation that I hope uplifts and inspires you. If this is your first time hitting play on the pod, welcome to the show. I love when new ears hear my content, so make sure you hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. I have a very special day today. My oldest, Charlie, is turning six today. I can't believe that I've been a mama for six years now. And just like my son a few weeks ago, he turned four. I'm going to be sharing a little bit of her at the end of today's episode, so please stay tuned for that. She's very excited to record her own little segment for all of you. (laughs) I just wanted to share too, like... Today's episode is really so important to me as a mom and as an entrepreneur. I'm really excited to share today's content with you. But a few weeks ago, I was at an event that sort of sparked this idea for the podcast. And I was at an event for entrepreneurs and it was this incredible day where myself and many other women gathered to learn from each other and to connect with each other. And it's so funny because many of the women that I connected with, I had never physically met, but had been following and almost like knew them through social media for such a long period of time. So this event was for entrepreneurs and for women. And it was so amazing to like actually physically meet these people that you're connected with on IG in real space. And then also just make new connections with other women who are running their own business. And there was one conversation that really stuck out in my mind. I was talking to a woman who is running her own business. She's a brick and mortar. She's kind of on her own. And we were talking about how your dreams and your desires are kind of coming forth in the real time space reality of manifestation. The thing that she struggled with the most in this process is actually her journaling practice and putting pen to paper. And I know that this is not the first time that I've heard this. Many women struggle to make journaling a priority or a habit that they even want to return to regularly. And so I really wanted to take time to record an episode on journaling because journaling has always come second nature to me. And I have grown to completely love it, but also rely on it for so many things. I used to keep journals as a kid. I would write 
oh my gosh, a variety of things in my little notepads. Sometimes it was the people I had a crush on. Sometimes it was about friend stuff that had happened or family stuff. And if I could go back, I would probably laugh my head off looking back at my childhood journals. But as a fellow entrepreneur and a mama, I thought it would be really helpful to share some tips and ideas on maybe how to get this practice going in your life or how to refine it or how to just continue to utilize it. So this is my take on journaling 101 and what it can do for your health, your success, and even your highest self. So one thing that has always served me well has to put my thoughts on paper And journaling has become this cathartic practice for me that allows me to go deeper into myself. It allows me to find parts of myself that maybe I've known that are there for a while that I want to unpack, but also discover new parts of myself along the way. And if you are like me, you want to have all the juiciness of life to make its way into your experienced reality then it will be no surprise to hear that what we focus our energy on is what expands. So when I'm talking about success from a manifestation perspective, this is always defined by you. Your manifestations require intentional focus and action, and it really cannot be any other way. And so listening to this episode, I'm not going to be telling you how to manifest your desires because truthfully, this is something I'm still diving really deep into and working on within myself. And maybe I'll save that for future episodes, but I do think there is something that happens and shifts internally when you make journaling a part of your habits and your routines. Now, for those of you who are journaling skeptics or maybe have labels of yourself that you just can't get into it, I by no means want to tell you that you are wrong. I want you to follow how you feel. However, I just want to nudge you to look at it from maybe a different angle and come back to it for a moment without judgment and just an open mind. Okay, so before we dive into the topic today, I think it's important to understand that there is so much room for you to personalize your journaling practice. There is no right or wrong way to journal. There is some directions you can go in, but I encourage you to experiment and see what feels good. The whole point in adding in any new habit or ritual into your life is to feel better and elevate your experience in life. So the first thing you're going to want to do is to get yourself a journal. It does not have to be the most expensive, but I do think that it helps to have one that is aesthetically pleasing to you and or inspiring to you. And it's the same concept as working out. If you feel like you have no nice workout clothes or shoes that you love putting on, then you may feel less likely to keep up with it or do it in the first place. So I definitely get more excited to journal when my journal is pretty to look at and I have, you know, maybe some cool pens and stickers that I have set aside for myself. But just let this be a practice of self-expression and something that feels really good to you. 
Sometimes I choose journals that have designs on them that speak to me or quotes on them. And currently my journal is plain purple with a little embedded symbol at the bottom that says be a wildflower on it. And as soon as I saw it in the store, I was like, yep, that is my journal. Picked it up, walked to the till, paid for it, (laughs) was like pumped. I usually have to buy a new journal every six months just because I journal so frequently. So make sure you buy something that has quite a few pages to it, either lined or blank or bullet journals, whatever feels good to you. Physically pick it up, look at it and and see what you want to, you know, add to your practice. Your journal theme can change and shift and evolve on a daily basis. You can have journals for a wide range of themes. You can have a daily journal or a manifestation journal, a gratitude journal, a dreams journal, a writing meditation journal. I personally like to let my journal theme be there for me to brain dump and write and share my ideas, my manifestations, my gratefuls, my highest self thoughts, my fears, my doubts, the good and the bad. I keep it all in one place And this serves me, but again, do what speaks to you and do what makes you feel good because that's like the whole point. Now you can pretty much write anything you want in these pages. And I really look at journaling as a collection of your thoughts, your dreams, your bucket list, places you want to visit, anything that inspires you, your core beliefs, your self-limiting beliefs, your goals, et cetera, et cetera. I could go on and on. I think it is best to express yourself authentically in these pages and not hold back from anything. I think this is where you find what you are made of and honest to goodness, like surprise yourself by seeing what is within you when you share your thoughts in a authentic and vulnerable way. So a journaling must, an absolute journaling must, I think if you're new to journaling is to set a goal for yourself Maybe this is you setting a timer or a daily page goal to kind of get into it. So this is going to help you build the habit into your routine. And with some practice, you may get to the point where you don't even need a goal because you enjoy the art so much, you just want to return to it. And that's where I'm at in my journaling practice. I don't necessarily have a page goal. I don't necessarily have a time limit, but it is something that I keep coming back to for so many reasons. I encourage you to write the date though on every page that you write on because this will give you more context when you look back on your journaling practice. So make sure you keep a date so that you can get a little bit more clarity of where you're at in your cycle, where you're at in this chapter of your life, how you're unpacking your thoughts. If you're new to journaling, you can also set a goal for frequency. Now, I personally journal nearly daily. Sometimes I miss a day, but when I come back to it, I end up just staying there a little bit longer. So you may choose to do this a few times a week, once a week, during a full moon. I think if you want to develop the habit, the higher the frequency, the more repetition that you do, the stronger the neural pathways are being built in your brain. And this is why people can do things without even thinking about it, you know, it's ingrained in their nervous systems. 
And as a chiropractor, I really talk a lot to my patients about neuroplasticity. And it's this ability for your brain to make new connections and your brain to build new habits. It's the same concept as riding a bike for the first time. You're not going to get the balance. You're not going to get the rhythm. But the more and more and more you do it, the stronger you are at riding the bike. The same goes for journaling practice. And this can be true for good and bad habits. But if you're a beginner then I would recommend to try to do the art of journaling three to four times a week, but see what feels good and let it unfold naturally and don't hold too much expectation around yourself with it. Just let it flow and let it vibe the way that you want it to. So my next thing is another must for journaling is to write down all of your thoughts, all of them, every single one that you can think of that is coming to you in that moment. I call this the let it go and the let it flow. And a part of journaling that is therapeutic is letting yourself write out everything and anything that you are thinking, that you are feeling, and don't worry about spelling or punctuation or grammar. You can just call it brain dumping. So I call this the let it go, right? If a thought comes out that you know isn't serving you, write it down. If you have a lot of stress going on in your life, open up your journal and let it all come out and leave it there. Letting things go on paper can move the energy that you may be carrying around with you that is stagnating you or keeping you small or comfortable or just not serving you as it's living in your mind. So remember what I said before is what you focus on expands. So even if you're journaling things that frustrate you, that make you feel sad or annoyed or angry, you're still letting the universe know that you want to feel better by taking the time to let yourself vent and let it all go. The let it flow, on the other hand, if you have some burning desires or some big ideas, write it down. Sometimes it takes time to articulate what we want and what we feel. So don't rush this practice. Again, just let it flow. You will know you're in the flow when the things you are journaling and writing about are giving you a really good feeling, like you're feeling joy or you're feeling excitement. Maybe some eagerness is coming up, feelings of love and appreciation and freedom, and just let it all in and keep going as long as life allows you. Both of these practices are so good for your nervous system health, the let it go, let it flow. One detoxes the mind, the other feeds the soul. And your emotions are neuromodulators that release different chemicals in the brain, which then have an influence in how we feel and how we behave. So journaling naturally will bring your body and your mind into a calm space and give you the ability to process your emotions in a positive and healthy way. It also presents an opportunity for emotional catharsis and helps the brain regulate emotions. So I just find this such a cool thing to kind of take it back to how the nervous system is perceiving the act of journaling because it is a really healthy practice. So I said before, you know, journal as long as life allows you. So if you get interrupted during a journal session and you felt like you didn't complete your thoughts because life, you know, stepped in. Try to come back to it within 24 hours so that it is fresh in your mind. I've said before on the podcast, and even when I'm sharing content, I love to practice self-care. Like I am tapping into the art and the practice 
and the consistency of self-care so much more in my life right now. And a big part of self-care for me is to keep my soul, energy, heart, and mind happy. And I've been journaling intentionally for about six years. So I find this so interesting that I'm recording this episode as my daughter is turning six years old. And I've said that I've kept journals throughout my life, but intentionally journaling has started when shortly after I became a mama. And I think it was maybe just something that I started to do and felt intuitively right because I had a lot more thoughts bouncing around in my head. And this was the point after I had my daughter where I really started to feel the knock of entrepreneurship on my door. And I wanted to unpack everything that I was thinking and everything that I was feeling. So it's become this beautiful practice of perfect imperfection. So I see myself for all of the highs and all of the lows that have come and getting to document down, you know, the plans that I have, the visions, the wins, the failures, the gratitude, and just any little thought that I feel called to unpack a little bit more. It's been a catalyst in my healing journey, not just as a mother, but as an entrepreneur and as a woman of of things that have come up for me from past trauma, in my childhood, in the belief systems that I have, in the self-limiting beliefs specifically, the doubts that I have. And I honestly just feel like past conditioning can play such a huge role in how we behave and how we function. And journaling has really allowed me to connect deeper to myself. I also do this thing, and I've only started this probably in the last three years, called highest self-journaling. I don't know why I call it that. This is just what it what it is for me. So what is highest self-journaling? Writing out my manifestations as the present tense while also unpacking things that are maybe not so gorgeous Uh, when I see them for face value. And when I think of my highest self, I would describe her as this part of myself that is so crystal clear with intuition, with certainty, with confidence. She is fierce. She is kind. She is in her feminine power. She is shedding light on self-limiting beliefs and correcting thoughts that are not serving my highest good. She is my ultimate cheerleader. She is my Beyonce, for real. She is always honest. She's always truthful. And she only writes from a place of love and acceptance for who I am. And I have no idea when I started to tap into her and feel her come through in my writing But I want to walk you through a highest self journal entry that I think will shed some light on what I mean by highest self writing. So first, what I do is I write down my current self, what what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling. Again, all of it, just getting it out on paper, sort of like a garbage dump. Second thing I do is I unpack each of those thoughts one at a time from my highest self perspective. So from that cheerleader perspective. And the rule that I have made for myself is that when my highest self is speaking, I can't write anything negative. There is like no way that my highest self writes, puts anything on paper that would deter me, that would put any more negativity in my mind. So I have to reach for the best piece of wisdom that I can think, the best piece of advice that I can give myself. And I'm going to share an example. And this is a vulnerable example, but I really think that to give you, I guess, better 
light on what this looks like and what it should feel like. Because I'm going to read you the comparison thoughts and then I'm going to read you the highest self thoughts and I know that you're going to be like, yes, yes, yes. So here we go. Comparison thoughts to unpack. And this was earlier in 2023. And I had been, you know, launching this podcast and doing a lot more in my business and I was having a lot of comparison thoughts. So here we go. I never have good ideas, or if I do, I think it's lame and flat. I get discouraged because social media seems so complicated and like the videos people are creating aren't what I can do. I'm so busy at work and trying to create great content and bringing things forth feels really impossible when I do things after the kids go to bed. I don't have enough hours. I'm an older generation and I won't be able to keep up with content geniuses because they are younger. I need to be on social media to grow my business and generate multiple streams of income. But do people think I suck? I need to engage with people more in order to grow. My views are low because I'm not popular. I feel awkward behind the camera. I'm not good at candids. Will people believe in what I can do? It's hard to grow on social media. I am only one person. That was my low self thoughts. This is what my highest self says. And I literally wrote, my highest self says... You are in your head so much about your ideas, the grid, the filters, the captions, the call to actions, the engagement that you don't put forth as much or as often as you want. You value consistency, so get quiet and don't go looking for ideas and expect yourself to be creative. To feel creativity, come to who you are. Don't force it. Let the ideas come instead of trying to find them. Work on your own coloring book. There are really talented people in the world, Kayla, all with a variety of skills. If you want to have more creative, cool videos, ask for help, take a class, or hire the right people. You're not going to be talented in the same ways as everyone else. You still need to prioritize the way you use your time. You've thought about hiring a VA, and it would be an investment in your growth. There is value in where you are at for everyone in the world right now. Everything is energy, so try to refocus on how you serve, how you add value, and how you show up. Social media is an interface and a medium for people to exchange and consume information. Growth is in the mind and the soul. An outward projection, because of who you are and who you are becoming, it will happen in the real and virtual worlds simultaneously. Social media is just an opportunity for you to reach more women. Your income will soar when you don't hold so tightly on the how. Some people may think you suck. But know that you are they are not thinking about you. They are thinking about themselves. Who cares? What people think of you is none of your business. Only engage with people you want to engage with. You are very photogenic and beautiful, silly. You already are a coach to those around you. You are also coachable, so keep learning. People will believe it if you believe it first. Focus on quality. Growth will come organically. No success is overnight. And you're the best person for the job. So that's a highest self journal entry. And I do this quite frequently, but you can tell the difference between the low self thoughts versus the high self thoughts. And I found that I do this practice more often. I keep coming back to my journal as a way to revisit her. And I do this regularly because I feel like I move through my day and I have better thoughts as a result of showing up in a small way in my daily rituals. I choose to tap into this side of myself because... It is proving to me that my inner being, my inner spirit is always wanting me to find my way to my highest good. 
And the good news is that there's an inner being living in all of us. So I encourage you to take the inspiration in this episode and find time to explore your own internal dialogue, your own visions, your own fears, your own dreams, your own ideas, your own belief systems, and your own highest self and unpack them one at a time. And the last little nugget about journaling that I want to leave you with is always, always, always keep your journals. Never throw them away. This is so important to see your growth and the work you've done and to get to know yourself better. And it is also amazing to look back on some of the entries and notice where you were at at one point in your life versus where you're at now. It also helps you see patterns in your thinking so that you are able to you know, reevaluate, clean up and refine your thoughts so that your emotions and your actions are in alignment with each other. All in all, I think journaling is just such a great tool to use within self-development and self-discovery practice. It's a way for you to deeply connect with yourself and to express yourself and to support yourself. And there's a lot of room for you to experiment and make this practice your own. And I think it's important to note that this practice will ebb and flow. If you struggle to make this a daily habit, just drop the expectations and don't worry about whether it's perfect. This is just meant for you to feel good, allow yourself to feel free, allow yourself to make mistakes, allow yourself to change your mind, and give this practice permission to do whatever it is that you need when you need it. So I hope this gave you a little bit of clarity and guidance today. I hope you have an amazing week and stay tuned for Charlie's little tidbit that she's going to share and I will catch you on next week's episode. Have a great day, beautiful. Hi, my name is Charlie. I like to share three things and today's my birthday and I'm sick. I like riding my bike. I like eating candy, and I like hanging out with my family. I hope you have a good day. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening the whole way through on She Empowers the Podcast. Make sure to subscribe anywhere you are listening to podcasts. And if you happen to have iTunes, would you do me a favor and leave a five-star review of the show so more women can learn about what we are doing over here. You can also copy this link and share it on your social media and tag me at sheempowers.co. That is the way we get these beautiful messages out to more and more souls around the world. Thank you so much for being a part of the She Empowers community. Until next time, go lead with love and joy.